It's the 60 Go Podcast presented by Mint Sports. Joining me in studio is Damien Seabold. Seabes, how are you, mate? I'm good, mate. We're here to do our South's 2023 review. Now, I tell you what, Seabes, they must be so out on Lachlan Elias at the moment because we heard rumours a couple of weeks ago Jack Whiten would be in the frame to start at six for them and Cody Walker at halfback. Now we're hearing rumblings Latrell could be moved to the halves. Uh, t- tells me. Mate, mate. J- just remember, I think the Latrell moving to the halves was... Um an Alex McKinnon opinion piece in, oh, on, from staff writers at Fox Sports. <laughs> right, so, okay. That one could be a grand The old staff writers. Yeah. The <laughs> infamous. Yeah. Infamous staff writers. But, but as, either way... Yes. As far as Ilias goes, we spoke about it a few weeks ago, um, maybe a month ago now, and, and you put the question to me, what would I do? And 100% I would play Cody Walker at seven and, and Whiten at six because they are both just better halves than Lockie Ilias. Is there room then to – could Lachlan this be a future nine? Yeah, potentially, because he runs the footy well. Um, he's you know, solid in defence. Yeah, defensively he's fine. Kicking game's okay, so he'd add that bit of um, you know, an extra dimension out of dummy half. But again, you're not going to move Damien Cook on. So no, he's not. Is but he he's... patient enough to wait a couple of years until Cook's finished? Yeah. Uh, he, Cook's not getting any younger. No. Um, and the way Cook has played, I, I wouldn't imagine Cook's going to play for too many more years, if we're being totally honest. No, I would have thought, would it be fair to say he's got two, maybe, think, maybe th- three left th- in him? I think that's very fair. Yeah. Um, but so either way, there's a lot of rumblings about shakes up in, shake up in the halves at South Sydney. Do you think, though, it would make that much of a difference to their team performance? Like, is Lachlan Ilias at halfback and Jack Whiten at centre, like... Is that so much worse than Jack Whiten at 5'8"? Yeah, mate, it's an interesting question because it, it's almost that you, you're you weakening a position to strengthen another. Yes. So by having Jack Whiten in the centres, you've got an elite... You've got a kangaroo in the centres yep. straight away. Whereas you might have a weaker half then. But you move Whiten into the halves and definitely getting a better half... But is Cody Walker a halfback? Is he going to be able to play that role naturally? Because he, he's an instinctive player off the cuff. So there's question marks there. And then all of a sudden, you haven't got Jack Whiten in the centres. You've got a, a weaker option in the centres. So it, it's an interesting one. And I think that this year is, well, this this coming season, is going to be a, um, it, it'll be really interesting to see how it plays out with, with Souths because they've certainly got two or three really good forwards that you know provide punch and get them on the front foot. Outside of that, I think um, their depth probably falls away a little bit. So they've got two or three elite forwards, I should say. They've got two or three good forwards, and then it falls away. Um, they've certainly got X-Factor and, and match winners in Cody Walker and Latrell and Jack Whiten. Um, obviously, Alex Johnson potentially could uh, break Ken Irvine's try-scoring record next year, so they've got, they've got him out on the wing. But then they've also got some deficiencies and it also drops away quite quickly outside of those blokes. Well, I, I believe Alex Johnson actually is a deficiency, right? So I, I know he's an elite yeah. finisher, but for what Souths are trying to do and how they're trying to get there, uh, let's say you replace Alex Johnson with David Nofaluma, right? We spoke about this on our last podcast with the Tigers. So would the would the tries go down? Like, would... would yeah, they would. Uh, it would. So, okay. Maybe a quarter. Okay. So 
but, but your but meters are going to. You're guaranteed to get an extra eighty meters out of a game yeah. from Nofaluma. So I I think that David Nofaluma would actually be a better fit for South yeah. for this position, um, because. We've spoken about this with the rugby league eye test a little while ago. Their back three provides yeah. nothing. I was about to bring that up when we spoke to the eye test. Um, South, their sets, they just struggle to get off their line and they seem to start deeper in their half than what the other sides do. And it's all because of what they're getting out of their back three. Latrell isn't a get back and charge onto the footy fullback. Alex Johnson, he does his work. He gets his hands dirty and, and gets in there. But he's just not providing that punch that some of the uh, best meter readers do in the comp so yeah i see what you're saying and again they probably are better off with with nofaluma um because when south win rarely do they just win they put teams away that's so right. is one or two tries going to make a difference that's right probably not that's right um and just touching on that again so south are ranked last as to where they start their sets from right and the broncos are actually ranked second last but the fact that the broncos had Payne Huss, Pat Carrigan, Tom Flegler, like, we're making metres down the field here, lads. Like, don't worry. Like, our forward pack can make up for that deficiency. And then we've got the uh, elite spark out the back with Reese Walsh, etc. Yeah. Whereas Souths don't have that forward pack. No. Like, they've got um, they've got two or three really good go-forward men. You know, they've got um, Burgess, Cam Murray, elite. Jai Arrow, he's a good footballer. Yeah. Um, but, but I really think things drop away pretty quickly outside of that. So yeah, you're you're right. And they have Keon, but Keon's a strike back row. He's yeah, not he a is. he's not a meter eater. And they tried to play him like that during the year, and it really hurt. It didn't them. work. I think it it affected him as well. I don't think he was the the same. Even when he finally went back out on the edge, he seemed to have lost a bit of that punch. Yep. Uh, do, do you think if they had their time again, they would have signed Jack White? Because now you've got Adam Fanil Blake on the market potentially. Yeah. Like Adam Fanil Blake would add so much more than what Jack Whiten would. And I love Jack Whiten as a player. But for the needs yeah. of South Sydney, Adam Fanil Blake turns them into a premiership threat almost. Well, look, what are they paying for? Again, we don't know, but I'm assuming Whiten's on 800 to a mil. I would say that's fair. You know, he's not he's not leaving Canberra for any less than that because he would have been on 1.1 1. 1 at Canberra. Of course, could it have has to that. be high. So. The amount of money that they're paying for him, when they, I can only imagine what they're paying Latrell. Yeah, I think they probably, I don't know if they'll regret it because they could go on a run and finish top four and make a GF. Who knows? But I think as far as the balance of their squad goes, it doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. And it's very rare to be talking about regretting signing a player before they've even played a game. And particularly one of the quality it, of Jack White. And it's not about Jack White. It's not because about him at all. They're gonna they're gonna get eight out of ten from Jack White every week, whether he plays centre, five eight, or even at fullback. Yeah. He could end up playing lock, which I think is where his uh, future lies eventually. And again, he's gonna be you're never getting worse than seven and a half out of ten out of him. He's eight out of ten, eight and a half out of ten every week. But it's not what they need. Yeah. And the fact that there's probably only like let's let's be serious here. There's probably only six, five or six, genuine, club changing front rowers in the comp, right? There's yep. probably only six or seven. So the fact that one of them potentially comes on the market, and Souths really now aren't in a position to go after him. You know, it, it's it's more likely to be a Cronulla or a. Or look, a, and Tom Burgess is their. He'd be still be their best go forward man, as far as a you know big prop. Cam Murray's yep. the best player, but... He would. And to me, that's saying something, because... Because he's almost done. Yeah, exactly. 
Exactly. And like players like they signed Sean Kempe, like yep. they signed Sean Kempe, Shaq Mitchell, like all these players to me are just the same. They're just, they're, they're fringe first graders. They're, who have a good game every now and again. Exactly. You're not relying on these yeah. guys to take you forward every week. And look, mate, look, Shaq Mitchell, is he even a, look, I don't know if he's even a, a first grader. So if he's playing big minutes. You're in trouble. Yeah, I think so. You know, I'm not saying he's terrible, but I just don't think he's at that level. And that puts pressure then on your Burgess, on um, Jairo, Cam Murray. And if one of those goes down, all of a sudden you're in so much trouble. Keon's got to move to the middle, yeah. and that's, that ruins a, a, a back row spot to just try to fix the middle. But let's think about this for a second. The thing with South Sydney is, I'm going to throw some names at you. Latrell Mitchell, Jack Whiten, Cody Walker, Cam Murray, Damian Cook. Kaloa Matangi, Tom Burgess. That is seven elite players straight away that they've got in their squad. So regardless of anything else that's going on there, that they should make the top eight. If they do not make the top eight next year, there's gonna they're gonna have to blow it up and start again. Sam will be coaching in 2025. Because they've got so much money invested in those blokes. That's why their depth falls away so quickly. Yep. Um, but again, with those seven players, they should be making the top eight. They should be pushing for top four, but the a lot of a lot of clubs have that problem, right? Yeah. Uh, but take Melbourne for example, right? They're, Melbourne's very top heavy as far as their salary cap's concerned. If if a Jerome Hughes go down, you still got Jonah Pezzett who comes in, right? Who's still a, a bright, promising youngster. And this probably goes back to another conversation as well that South Juniors are just not there for them because. If, if one of those players falls away, one of those top seven players falls away, the drop-off is so dramatic. Yeah. Like, we're not talking promising youngsters or fringe first graders. We're talking about guys who have no right being there. Talis Duncan's an exception to the rule. Yep. He's got a lot of Cam Murray. I'm not saying he's as good as Cam Murray, but he's got a lot of Cam Murray about him. And, you know, he, well, he's, 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 he's excellent. He's probably going to play 10, 12, 15 games oh, this year. Yeah. And I wouldn't surprise me if he played more than that. Yeah. Because he, he's going to be a star. Yeah. But yes, you're. I agree with you. So the, and you know, you take you look at the this. It goes well, back who, to how important the okay. juniors are. Are they getting 26 games out of Latrell? No. So they've lost half. He's gone to the dogs. Yeah. So what do they do at fullback? Yeah. Do you put a 30 year old Whiten back there? Do you put a 30 year old Alex Johnson back there? I don't think either of them are the answer. Yeah. Well, they've they've recruited to win now. Yes. They are chips yep. in for right now. Yeah. They've got. A, a, 18 month two year window and that's it yeah like the, over the course because the season is so long 27 weeks is an eternity yeah. and there's no way uh, you could if you look at say the Storm and South Storm is still very top heavy but let's say a couple of their spine players go down they're bringing in Jonah Pezzett yep. they're bringing in um, Tyron Wishart who really came on at the back end of the year so far Longo, like they've got these youngsters who are coming through in their in their junior systems who are very good South have none of that Apart from yeah. Talis Duncan. Like, really, they've got none of these sort of... But in saying that, they won the reserve grade comp, so they must have some talent there. there yeah. There's got to be some player. I, I don't see any, you know, standouts where you sit back and go, holy hell, who, who's that guy? Yeah, uh, young Munro. Yeah. You know, he's got some wheels. Um, but So there, there must be some talent there that we're, we are overlooking because you, you don't win a reserve grade comp without depth. Yeah, you're right. So, I, I just don't see it. So, South this year finished ninth. Um, uh, let's let's call a spade a spade. If they don't make the eight, there's going to be some serious changes. Yeah, there has to be. Because that 
the squad that they had this year, we all had them finishing top four. A lot of people had them in a grand final, and they didn't make the eight. So, you know, they've definitely underachieved. And then you have to look at it after that. <laughs> Wouldn't it be funny? Full circle, Wayne goes back to the club. But if you if you if you look at it after next year, let's say a world they don't make the top eight next year. I don't think it's a very attractive job. No, no, not really. Because um, all those players are a year older. They're about to start again. They've lost. They've obviously lost a lot of games. Like they've missed the eight again. So you're taking on an aging squad who expects a lot, with not a lot of long term. Okay, there. Tom, mate, I'm going to throw one out here. Yeah, it's a little bit of an elephant in the room. But have Souths been Wayne Benneted? Yep. Because you can make the case, you know. Yeah, while Demetrio made the eight last year and in his first year after Wayne, well, the history will show that most clubs, except for Newcastle, the year after Wayne leaves, that they'll still make the eight because of that aging roster and that uh, the way the roster is built to to win now. Yeah, they've still got those players there. They still probably have another twelve months in them. But then all of a sudden, when you're a you know a, an aging rugby league player, which is a physical sport. Things get tougher and tougher, and then all of a sudden the the roster needs to start being regenerated, and teams struggle a little bit. And I think that's where Souths could be at. The the best teams have the perfect combination of youth yeah. and experience, and Souths would have loved Lachlan Elias to be part of that new youth movement coming through, but it's just not there. That youth yeah. m- movement for South Sydney coming through, and they they actually have a they actually have a problem at South with juniors transitioning from B grade to A grade. Do you see? Do you see a world that Lockie Elias gets through this little tough period and he comes good again? Because he was okay. Like he's, he's never been bad, but I just don't think he's ever been very, very good. I don't think the high-end upside talent is there, right? Yeah. But put that to the side, I also don't think he's been very well handled at South Sydney either. I agree with that. And do you need a, a half with that high-end upside upside talent when you've got Cody Walker and Latrell Mitchell in your side. If only they could get like an Adam Reynolds, like that yeah, would cause... Yeah, someone like that. We could steer the ship <laughs> yeah. and kick to a corner. And, um, as long as it's not in a grand final. Look, there's been some decisions with Lachlan Elias that, look, uh, I, I've acknowledged he's played poor at stages, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but also, there was a game that it really sticks out to me. There was a game against the Dragons. Yep. Um, they, the whole team had a shocker right in the first half. And I think they might have been down by 20 points at halftime. This is not this year. This is last year. Um, and Lachlan Elias was hooked at halftime. That's right. I remember that game. And he was the only one hooked. And I thought to myself, man, Lachlan Elias is probably like the 10th worst South Sydney player tonight. Yeah, like He was a scapegoat. Yes. not Nowhere close to being the fault of to why they were yeah. in this hole. But you've put him on show here and you've just made a total mockery of the situation. You can't do that. No, I, I did. I remember that game clearly. Um, you know, and again, I don't know why. Chad Townsend come to mind. Someone like Chad Townsend would be perfect for the Rabbits for a year or two. Yeah. Just a steady um, a steady hand, a, a decent kicking game, someone to steer the ship around. You know, yeah, he's, he's lost his spark and he doesn't have that elite speed or anything like that anymore, but they don't need that. They've got that in other places. They just need someone to steer them around. And I'm, I'm not trying to make all the excuses in the world for Lachlan. So, like, Lachlan is, he's good for one shocking kick a game that yeah. totally changes yeah. the game. Uh, normally it's an out on the full. Yeah. Or, uh, or a six-tackle yeah. set. Yeah. 
So he's he's good for one of those bad errors a game. But I do I do also want to say I think there has been several points along his journey that has been severely mismanaged. And to me, if you wanted to make a statement in that game against the Dragons that night, um, you hook Cody Walker. You hook one of your big players that you know is not going to be in any threat of missing selection. You know they're not going to drop Cody Walker, yeah. but you do that to send a message. Whereas they get the guy yeah. who is. Let's be honest. The fourth most responsible in the spine, as to far as how their success goes, and you put him on show. I just don't like it. No, it was it was stranger. And again, uh, Souths have the squad. They've got the talent. They should be top eight, pushing top four. I don't know if they will. Do you think they will next year? And again, this oh, is a review, but yeah, I don't think they miss it. I I don't think they make the eight. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, they just seem to. They go on runs where they, they win, and they did it this year. They win half a dozen games in a row, but then they'll lose half a dozen games in a row. Well, let's let's look at their last... So, let's take their last 10 games, yep, for example. 10. They went 3-7 and seven in their last 10 games. Now, Latrell came back for most of those games. Yeah. And so... I just don't... And the trends... The trends in the first half of the season were so misleading for South Sydney's success. And then it come to fruition at the back end. We spoke about this, the rugby league eye test. There were so many key parts of their game that were flawed. And for all the brilliance in attack that they have, and that's the thing, when they verse West Tigers, St. George and the Bulldogs, they can put 60 on them. There's, it's all good. But come up or they can be down by 20 and still win. Yep. But come up against even a Dolphins who are willing to grind it out. Yeah. It's, it's a, it's a struggle to beat them. So, look, I think that there is a lot more teams with better upside than South next year, and uh, we'll just have to wait and see. They could prove us wrong, but I would, I, right now, I would say they'd miss the eight. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. That's been the 60 Go Podcast presented by Mint Sports, and that is full time.